Hello, this is John Mangini, Vice President of Marketing with the New Jersey Bankers Association. Welcome to the New Jersey Banker Podcast. Today, our President and CEO, Mike Fuso sits down with Kelly Brosnia, State Director and CEO of the New Jersey Small Business Development Centers, to discuss resources available to small and veteran-owned businesses, barriers and opportunities for small businesses in New Jersey, and more. Thanks, John, and thank you, Kelly, for joining us. Kelly, could you tell us a little bit about the history and the background of the New Jersey Small Business Development Centers? Sure, and thanks for having me. I, I appreciate being on. Any opportunity that we have to get the word out of all the resources that are available for all small and medium-sized businesses is really exciting for me. So the New Jersey Small Business Development Center has been around for over 45 years. We are one of the original pilot programs that it's a public-private partnership with SBA, the state of New Jersey, and local funding as well. And we provide no-cost consulting and low-cost, no-cost training for anybody who wants to start or grow a business. Now, that sounds like a pretty broad uh, sort of swipe of a, a, of a paintbrush, but we really do work with all types of businesses from the very small to the micro-businesses to going through SBA standards of up to 500 employees. So that's why I, I sort of couch this as small and medium-sized businesses, because believe it or not, if you have over 100 employees, a lot of people don't really look at themselves as being small, yet they fit in that category still, and we can provide these resources to them at no cost, which is really a great benefit for businesses or individuals that are certainly looking to start their businesses. But again, we work with businesses in all stages from starts to middle of the road to helping them to diversify, to growing, to even exiting. And, and you know, we did see a, a few exits, but we want to make sure that we help them exit the right way as well, because there's there's always a right way and a wrong way of doing things. And, and again, trying to help not only the state in New Jersey with their tax dollars, right, their economy, we want to make sure that we're helping the businesses to not just be successful, but if they need to move into a different direction, help them in that path to that new direction. Well, that's great. I mean, you know, we've we've worked together for, for some time now. And, um, you know, I, I see the good work that, that you do and that um, all the folks that you work with do. I see the good work that your consultants do. And um, it, it is very um, invigorating to see that um, there are boots on the ground and folks that can actually uh, help a small business get organized and manage their way through some of the bureaucracy of the state, as well as, um, you know, really figure out ways to, uh, to set themselves up as a business. You know, a lot of folks have a lot of great ideas, but um, to, to take those ideas and to mold them into an effective business plan that um, you could you could provide to a lender, I think is is really important. And I know um, I know you all do that, and you do that very well. So I was hoping you know we, we've had this this um, this this partnership, and and we've worked together in the past. But I was hoping you could talk to me a little bit about how New Jersey bankers could better partner. And, and work with you and with small businesses, specifically veterans? Sure. So I'm going to take that in a two parts. So the first part is how can we partner and collaborate better? 
And, and we do have a great partnership. I, I agree. And, you know, being here for the last couple of years, you know, I, I really believe that the collaboration has increased over the time. And in, in some cases, there are a lot of entities that didn't even know what the SBDC was. So it's great to sort of do events like these to get the word out so people understand the resources that are available. So part of that is, is, is the communication side of things. You have a network of, of bankers. They are our best stakeholder that we want to work with. So working with your association, letting them know that there is a really amazing resource that's out there for their client base, right? So a lot of times we'll get businesses referrals from banks that they weren't quite ready for their their lending or whatever they were looking to do. So we'll get a lot of referrals. So that's a great way for us as a referral system back and forth. And also for us to understand exactly each of your banks and, and your association, what they're looking for. So we can make sure that we send them the right client. We send them the business that's prepared. Are you looking for three-year projections? Are you looking for five? Do you don't want restaurants or do you want service industry? You know, what is it that you're really looking for? So, so for us to work better is really to understand what is our sweet spot of what we want to serve. So that's on the collaboration side of things. On the veteran side of things, it's a great opportunity. So we work with all segments of businesses and what's near and dear to my heart is the veteran population because they served our country. They they sacrificed a lot for us. And now it's our opportunity to give back to them. And so a, a partnership with veteran-owned businesses, and we do work with the New Jersey Veterans Chamber of Commerce. We also work with the Veteran Business Outreach Center, which is called VBOC, which is um, funded by SBA as well, specifically to help veterans um, in their entrepreneurship, but a lot of that is really focusing on procurement side of things. But how we can help veterans a little bit more is to really do the outreach, get the communication, let them know that these resources are available. And if they come to you or your association, or any of your members of your association, have them reach out to us so that we can work with them. And again, it's a give and take. We can we can work with that veteran-owned business, and whether they're service-disabled, a veteran-owned business, a minority veteran-owned business, whatever it may be, we can get them in that right trajectory of, of success. And that's what we really want to do. First, understanding what the needs are, and also understanding um, what your association is looking for, you know, in the business plan. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the resources that are available? Uh, to small businesses and veterans-owned businesses? Yeah, so so a lot of what is where, what I will say is that everybody thinks that, you know, I, I work with veteran businesses and it's a it's a can thing and it's it's a marketing tool. The reality is, is that there are a lot of resources that are out there and they're labeled for veterans and they're the same resources that are out there for everybody. So what we want to do is holistically look at that. We want to be the hub of resource. Let's put it that way. So if you think about a hub and spoke model, we want to be that hub. 
We want the businesses to come to us first, and in, in particularly the veteran-owned businesses come to us first. We want to holistically look at what their needs are, where they're trying to go, and then we can get them to the right resource. So there's a lot of resources out there through the Chambers of Commerce. There's a lot of resources out there through SBA, we being one of them, but we have other counterparts as well that can that can work, but work with them and help them with whatever they need. And listen, we don't pretend that we're the be all end all, but what we really do want to provide is that concierge service that they are seamlessly going to the right resource. So they don't feel like they're being bounced around and people saying, oh, I'm not the right, reach out to this, this group or reach out to this group. And then, then that business owner gets frustrated because the biggest problem that we see is in not just veterans for all businesses, they don't know what the right resource for them is. And so if we can help them to migrate through all of these systems in the research, and there's a lot of resources out there. So the universities have resources and offerings for, for veterans. As I mentioned, the chambers, VBOC, the SBDC, the SCORE, there's women's centers. If they are, um, you know, part of, uh, if they're a woman-owned or a veteran-owned female business owner, you know, whatever it may be. Um, but there's other resources out there. So, you know, we talk about specifics of what is a benefit for the veteran is really is a lot in the certification and procurement opportunities. And we have programming specifically put together to help veterans to get their certification to be a veteran business owned, um, a v, uh, veteran owned business, a VOB, a service disabled veteran owned business. So there's different certifications. And the reason why that is really important is it opens up new doors for them on contracting opportunities. In contracting opportunities is an array. People think government contracts. They think, oh, I'm, I'm going to work for DOD or do it. But there's so much different. You know, you could be in a service industry and get a contract with a college or a state entity, you still need that certification. You still need to put yourself in the right position to be eligible to get it. And there's requirements of, I hate using the word set aside, but preferences. I'm going to, I'm going to put it in that way because veterans don't ask for any special treatment. What they do deserve is to get what is due to them. And by these preferences, that means that if they are certified as a veteran-owned, woman-owned, minority-owned business, and you add all of these things in, the certifications help them put their foot in the door to get access to contracting of whatever they're looking for. And, and again, that's that could be a whole other podcast just to talk about the opportunities in, in procurement and certifications. But those are a lot of the resources available out there. And there's other industries, and, and I think we'll talk a little bit later about that, of what could be a really great opportunity for a veteran to go into. So, so I'd, like to, I'd like to delve into the opportunities, but first, let's talk about what barriers uh, veteran-owned businesses face. So part of it is that transition, transitioning in from the military life into the civilian life. And so we work a lot with, with veterans that that maybe are not aware of their opportunities that are available to them. So veterans coming out of the service have a lot of transferable skills. They, they have leadership, they have management, they have project management. They have, there's a lot of different strategy and in, in they just don't realize how to translate 
their skill set that they had of serving in the military and and how that translate into the civilian world. So part of that is 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 the barrier is helping them to understand what their opportunities truly are that they can come out. The other barrier is and it is again that some of these programs will just say or resources um and and I'll say specifically financial resources they label as for veterans, but they're the same as everything else. So there's no different criteria. So a lot of it is barrier barrier to entry of if they're looking for a loan, they still have to have their owner injection. They still have to have their collateral. They still have to have all of those things. And to help them understand how they can get that. If they're looking to you know, open, you know, buy a building and open it, they can use that building as collateral, you know, things like that. And I don't have to explain to you being a banker and under, you know, knowing all of that stuff, but, but really the part of the barriers is understanding the, the true um, necessities of what they have to put into a business, right? Because everybody's like, oh, let's, that's, you know, that's easy. You know, it's like, oh, and there's all these programs specific for veterans. Well, there are, but there's the, the fine details of the requirements that are there. So again, the, the transferable skills, just going back to barriers, transferable skills, understanding what really is the right opportunity for them. And again, understanding that, that or not understanding, I should say, of all the resources that are available to them that can help them in their pathway to success. All right, so so let's flip it and let's talk about what the opportunities there are for veteran-owned businesses. Sure. So what I will say is that there are a lot of opportunities in the franchising world, and I see this a lot, that veterans go into franchising opportunities. And um, I know several of them, they're clients of ours that we've helped them along this pathway. They offer discounts in franchise um sort of uh, portfolios that that uh, veterans can actually tap into. So that is an opportunity. The other opportunity is really, and I mentioned earlier, is the procurement side of things. We really want to work with them to help them get their certifications. We have labs that we've put together specifically for procurement and certification labs. We have several centers that have expertise. And what I want to take a step back and say, we bring all of our consultants on boards based on their skill. They're contractors for us. We pay them. It's no cost to the business or to the veteran, but we do pay them. And we're specifically bringing them on for their skill set. So we're bringing them from the community to serve the community. So we want to make sure that when we set up a business or an individual to get consultant, that they have a comfort level that it's confidential they can talk to us about anything because a lot of times people get squirrely about financials and talking to us about, you know, uh, some of their information and in, in what they're struggling with. Now, we, we are no cost consulting. We're not mental health consulting. We're not marriage counseling consulting. Um, we are business consulting. So we try to stick to stick to our our uh, uh, our sweet spot of working with helping the businesses start or grow. But the other opportunities, as I mentioned, is we're at no cost. And again, you know, even if they want to bounce ideas off of us, they can bounce ideas off of us and we can work with them. We can help them with their competitive analysis. So understanding what's out there. Okay. I want to open a flower shop in downtown Newark, for example. Well, how many flower shops are there? What is your radius? What is your client base? And then you get into the price point of things of, you know, 
price for profit. You know, how are you going to price your product that you're going to compete with a flower shop that's been in business for 20 plus years and has a, a standing client base? What is the uniqueness that you're going to offer versus somebody else, what they're doing? So we can help them with data, with research and data and looking at, okay, I want to, I want to work within a 50 mile radius. Okay. I'm going to deliver flowers versus people having to come pick them up, you know, whatever it may be. Right. But understanding that, you know, we can work with them and data's king, right? I mean, don't just jump in both feet understanding, stick your toe in, understand the temperature of the water before you jump in. And that's what we want to help them with is, is working with them to understand all the potential, but also all of the pitfalls that they may, you know, the potholes that they may step in. And, and we could talk about that in Jersey and their roads. There's lots of potholes. So we, we want to make sure that they avoid, <laughs> avoid some of those potholes. So, so you talked about franchising opportunities that are, uh, are, are often open to veterans. Um, what other fat, what are, what would you say are the fastest growing uh, business segments, industries, et cetera, for veterans? So what I will say is international. So export opportunities is really tremendous in, in the benefit of being a veteran is, and I won't say all veterans because not everybody has served overseas, but majority of the veterans have served overseas in different countries and they have connections. So exporting now the state typically wants to do export only. We could also help with importing. So we could do importing and exporting through the SBDC. So they may have contacts. And for example, we worked with a business in a, a previous pre-New Jersey, previous life. I worked with a business that um, they had connections in this country overseas. And they were importing their products and opened up a little shop specific for these products. They had those connections. They worked those connections. But what we did to help them is understanding what the regulations were, what the t fees were, the taxes that they had to pay, things like that. Because a lot of those um, can get a lot of those little things can get in the way and actually could close a business and shut you, shut them down. So understanding if you have a website, you're global. You know, what is the consequence of being global? So we really do work with, um, and by the way, we have a, a, a ton of consultants that help with websites, social media, all, all that. So when we talk about fastest growing, it's a low hanging fruit of the importing and exporting side of things. You hear the administration talking about it, not just this one, but previous administrations of low hanging fruit that's out there. Um, that That is a really... Uh, and there's, and by the way, there's specific um, SBA loans for exporting, and there's things like that, and and they never meet their numbers. So there's opportunities that are there for for veterans to be able to do that. That's that's really great and exciting, and and um, you know, it's it's I, I completely agree that it's so important for a key industry like ours to give back and to help veterans uh, really stand on their feet, particularly for what they have done for us. So, you know, it's really the least that we could do. So in closing, give us give us three points on how you would advise veterans looking to start a small business. So understanding 
what they're trying to do and what they're out. So understanding the beginning part and where they want it to lead. So is it an exit strategy? Is this for the long haul or is this something that they just want to do for 10, 15 years, make their millions of dollars and, and get out? So first of all, understand their scope. So that's the first thing. Um, two, research, research, research. So data is king, as I mentioned earlier, understanding what they're going to go into before they invest. I mean, I, I've seen people that are invested their whole life savings, their retirements, their everything, and then, then a business fails. So we want to make sure that they're doing their research and we can help with that. And then understanding, and I know I sound like I'm just keep repeating myself, understanding all the resources that are available to them and tap into it. I will say that the veteran community is probably one of the hardest communities that we have worked with to make sure that they understand that there is help out there. And it's there's nothing wrong with seeking this assistance and seeking the help. So so what I would like people to understand is there there's there's no there's no downside of reaching out to these resources, many of them at no cost. The other thing too is Knowing that, so I'm going to add a fourth there, Mike. So whether you like it or not, here's the fourth one. Knowing the opportunities that are available and doing the research, there's funding through the state of New Jersey for different entities in the forms of grants or low, low cost loans and things like that, aside from the bank. And a lot of these can be sort of bridge loans that can help with some of the other loans that they might need through your association and the banks that you work with. So I've heard people say, I don't have time to do this research, right? Well, if you don't have time to do the research, then you're going to miss out on these opportunities because we can also make sure that they're registered properly, set them up for success. And that's another thing that we have seen is that businesses think that, oh, I got my license, I got my permits, I got this and that, I'm good to go. Oh, no, there's all these other things that you needed to do. So you're not eligible for these grant opportunities. I hate the word grant. I hate that G word, but there's still money out there that's available, um, especially for veterans. And I, I do believe that there's going to be more that's going to step up to help the veteran community. Well, thank you very much, Kelly. And thank you so much for participating, for all the good work that you do, for all the businesses of New Jersey, and for your particular interest uh, with veterans. I know um, that is certainly near and dear to your heart. Um, I, I personally have come to know you, and I think you do some really great work. So uh, thank you for taking the time to participate. And for the New Jersey Banker Podcast, I'm Micah Fuso. Thank you.